0: Welcome, everybody. Uh, It's Sunday morning uh, for me, and it's Sunday evening for our next guest. You've recognized him from Warrior, uh, one of my favorite shows ever. You know that as you're watching the show. Please welcome to the program Kenneth Falk. Thanks, Alan. Good to be here, and thanks for the invite. Uh, It's it's my pleasure. Thanks for accepting it. And uh, before we continue uh, on, everybody who's enjoying the show on HBO Max, thank you for watching. But we will have spoilers. So if you have not seen all through the season two, please be warned. We're going to touch upon things that are yet to come for you. So you know, go at your own discretion. So uh, again, first and foremost, it is great to see you alive and well uh, for, for all of our fans. And, you know, just just to make sure that I get that out of the way, you know, two things. Number one. It's great to see you alive and well. And number two, thank you for saving Penny's life. We really appreciate both. Yeah, it's, it's my pleasure. And I think we,
1: we're barely alive, so to speak, you know, amongst this pandemic. But um, yeah, it's,
0: I hope Penny uh, appreciates it as much as you do. Uh, well, I, I know Joanna does. Yeah, I've had Joanna on. So uh, I know Joanna does. Penny, I'm sure, <laughs> I'm sure does as well. And we got uh, your friend uh, Langley to uh, apologize on behalf of Buckley uh, for for doing that uh, to Penny. So I think you know the circle is complete. Everybody is feeling nice. At least I am. (laughs) So I appreciate that, Um, man. I we'll get to that particular scene, but just to give people some background, uh, if they're not familiar with your work, and uh, you know, going through your IMDb Pro. Uh, I've remembered that I've seen you in a few other places that I didn't quite put uh, two and two together because I, you know, I, I live with you as Jacob for for a number of years now. But uh, let's give people a little background. You're in South Africa. Uh, people will be surprised uh, with your accent who did not know that. Uh, please let them know how, uh, how you came before Warrior.
1: Yeah, I was born and raised in South Africa. Um, my mom was born here. My dad was from China. Um, so yeah, I was born here and worked my way into the industry. I mean, it's it's been a, a long slog, uh, still is, but um, so we're here and, you know, to be on warrior was just probably the pinnacle so far of my career. Um, it's probably a very unusual line of work to go into for a Chinese South African male um, and uh, look, I'm hats off to my parents for, for letting me do what I want so hopefully it's paying off dividends slowly but surely so and, and here we find ourselves uh, on warrior speaking to Alan.
0: yeah uh, and you know uh, your family is in the uh, I think vegetable farming uh, business so uh, was, was that the expectation that you would uh, kind of continue in the family business or did they want you to do what, uh, you know, a lot of my Asian friends uh, here in the U.S. are doing? A lot of the, you know, Jewish boys like me, their parents want them to be, which is a lawyer, a doctor, or something uh, of the really matter. You hit the nail right on the
1: head. Okay, so I mean, I, it's my, my, yeah, my parents were in the, the vegetable farming business and, you know, it was a, it was a good business to be in. But um, I think as any father, parent would want is for their you know, son, daughter, whatever to, to take over the business. Yeah, I was reluctant to, but I thought, well, let's try for a year and see what happens. And I did. And I hated it. It was, <laughs> it's hard work. I'll take my hat off to farmers. It is hard work. Um, it's like taking care of babies. I mean, you have to feed them, water them and, and just nurture it. Um, so I, I did that for a year and, I said to my dad, you know, thanks, but no thanks. It's just not for me. So I, I thought, let me find my own way in this, in this world.
0: Yeah, and for all of us actors that are used to working long hours on set, that's nothing compared to what farmers do oh. on a daily basis. That's <laughs> not a Acting for 18 hours a day, I'll, I'll take
1: that any day. I'll yeah, take that. That's, I think that's, that's the beauty of it. I mean, you're an actor and other actors out there, you can be on set and, and at least for myself, I can be 18 hours a day on set, but every single minute of that, I, I don't like to stick to my trailer. I like to kind of go out and see what's happening, speak to different departments and, and just really absorb the magic of filmmaking because it is, it's, it's magic. Mm-hmm. There's so many different hogs to this machine that has to work together to, you know, produce this. Uh, I mean, in Warrior's uh, case, it's, it's a really well, well-oiled machine. It's probably one of the best productions I've worked on. Um, So I I don't think audiences really realise what it takes to put a project together, let alone a TV series. You know, the last season we were double banking, meaning we're shooting four episodes at a time, and it was crazy. Um, And to have all those cogs work together, uh, put something out there that's of this quality, which I'm really proud of, and I know everyone behind the scenes as well as in front of camera was really Part of the series so it's um yeah i just love being on set
0: yeah and uh you know i guess which set right because you were you had what by the end of it you had three sets at least that i know of so uh you you really can just you know go and get lost uh, with with the time that it takes uh for before you know you're uh, you're supposed to be where you're supposed to be just go wander around i know Perry uh perry was saying that he was just you know coming to set and watch just for fun because it was so great
1: exactly perry you get it i mean i agree with them uh, i remember the one day waiting for my my scene to to come up um and i took a, a stroll to barbary coast where sam has his his fights and yep. they were still setting up the the set and they happened to have these huge double doors closed. And I walked in, the, the PA came to me and said, do you want to come to the set? I said, oh, well, why not, yeah, you know? Yeah. The doors opened and it just was this magic world where everyone, all the extras were in their, in their costumes, uh, their, their wardrobe, um, you know, set deck had done their bit, and it was just, you were literally transported to another area in an instant. Um, And it was, I'll never forget that moment. So, and, and it's, I mean, the sets, I think Justin Lin had mentioned that it was, you know, one of the best sets he's ever been on. And I mean, hello, Mr. <laughs> Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. Um, it was really impressive what they did on Warrior
0: Yeah. It's, it's amazing. And kind of, you know, the whole lighting and the mood and everything kind of changing appropriately. Uh, the cinematography is, is, is amazing. Uh, I, you know, um, being a martial arts fan, obviously, I love the uh, the martial arts aspect of it, but it's a drama with martial arts, with a time setting, with uh, very specific uh, topics that unfortunately we're dealing with to this day. Like this, the whole show just doesn't have a weak part in it. Uh, it. It's just, it's a really, really fascinating experience. And from an actor's perspective, you know, we are always trying to get into the character and ground ourselves and really kind of, you know put ourselves in that environment. Uh, I would think, I don't know, because I haven't been on a, a these types of sets, but I would think it's making your job as an actor easier because you re, the world is around you. All you have to do is just kind of go in there and uh, then you're there. Is, is that true? Or oh, Very true. Um, I've worked on,
1: on sets where you're working with green screen and. The only green screen I recall seeing was um, in in, in, um, in San Francisco on, on the streets. I mean, there's one hill that goes up um, and the only green screen was for the background. I mean, obviously we, mm-hmm. uh, there's a lot of um, VFX there, but that was the only VFX that I saw was was the green screen in, in uh, San Francisco town center, where it was a backdrop. Everything yeah. else there you you they made it so easy for the actors just to be transported to you know the, the late eighteen hundreds. Um, and you talk about the quality of the show. I think when I watch a show, and I, I, I don't know if it's me being an actor trying to find actors or, or even people that just stand up for the wrong reasons. And and by that I mean even the one liners. I have to say you kind of worry. Okay, wow. Okay. Yes, they cost all the all the principals well and, and everything. I can tell you now. I've been keeping my eyes and ears open to the day players, to the one liners, and they spared no expense for getting that right uh, actor for that one line. I mean, they flew in people. They spared no expense to 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 have every part uh, of the the cast members, you know, on point. And that I was really impressed by. Uh, because I expected a lot of people, perhaps to locally local actors in South Africa, to fill those parts. Because it's expensive to fly over somebody from mm-hmm. from overseas and uh, have them say one line. Um, but yeah, they they brought the best person for that character, um, no matter how small small that character was. So yeah. for for JT Shannon and Jess for really making it top notch. So I was really impressed by that.
0: I, and uh, you are not the only one. I do this all the time. I was, my, I was uh, introducing my kids uh, to coming uh, to America yesterday. So I have a 16 and an 11-year-old. And we said, okay, Coming to America 2 is coming out soon. We're going to watch Coming to America 1. And what I noticed myself, without even thinking about it, is, you know, uh, towards the end, as, as uh, Eddie Murphy is, is uh, trying to get to, uh, to Lisa and tell her that he loves her in the uh, train, I'm looking at all of the people standing and seeing if they're actually in the scene or they're not. Like I'm doing this naturally, so I know I know that feeling absolutely. I think that's what it is. One little detail that actually make it stand out so
1: much. Apart yeah. from you have great acting, but if that one extra in the background is just not in the moment, yep. it does, you know focus on that. It's it's an odd thing.
0: That's for me. I don't know if it's for anyone else. Same. Same, same, But it's, it's from, from a pure acting perspective, it brings up a really great reason and an explanation for, for those people. Again, if you're not in the acting uh, industry, there are different you know, kind of roles. There is a co-star, that's the you know, one line, you know, under five. The bigger one is a guest star, then there are people who are recurring and so on, so, uh, and regulars, obviously. So for a co-star, the process of getting that one line on a show is a huge process with thousands of submissions, with you mm-hmm. going to, uh, to a, an audition, then a callback, then, you know, maybe another one. And one would think, why would you care if I'm a cop and I'm telling you, yeah, it happened over there, he went this way, right? Yeah. Why would they care? It's because of what you just said, because we're in this world and the audience is watching and if one thing stands out, the whole thing crumbles. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. Yeah. About the details. About the yeah, details. very cool. Um, so, getting getting to warrior, uh, you know, specifically. So, in season one, uh, kind of, you know, as your character is established, um, there is, you know, they see that uh, there is, you know, more than just a, a kind of a two dimensional uh, character. So there is there is stuff to Jacob, and uh, you know, you're kind of put into the environment where you're among the whites. You're not really accepted but you are accepted by uh, by penny and you deal with all of these uh, things kind of walking between the two worlds but as it starts to develop there's more and more that gets onto your character so my question is how much did you know about the evolution and the arc of jacob going into it from the beginning
1: to be honest i didn't know i mean second season we, we didn't even discuss that. Um, so for me going in, I didn't know what was going to happen in season okay. two. So it was very much um, what you described, Jacob being on the front lines of, of kind of walking the, the fence uh, with, on the Chinese side and, and the Irish mm-hmm. or white side. So it was that fine balance that, um, and I, I find Jacob was being a lot of the facil- facilitator Mm-hmm. Um, in that season, uh, you saw him here and there, you know, dealing with the song. Assam's interest in Penny, and he was a bit protective over Penny, to say the least. Um, yep. So, yeah, I, I didn't really know what was going to happen to Jacob um, up until we started production on, well, just before production started on the second season, and uh, I got an email from JT saying, um, just to let you know, something <laughs> happened in this season. Um, and it was, it was, if I had to choose any way to go out and spoiler alert, yeah. uh, but this is the way I would have wanted to go out. It is when I read the script, um, I could feel my skin tingling, um, in goosebumps because just from the way it was written, it had this, this, this anger, this, uh, fear, um, this pride is, and, and 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 the suffering, um, and I just thought, wow, because sometimes from what you read on a script to screen, mm-hmm. sometimes it gets lost in between that stage, mm-hmm. um, and I was interested to see how this was going to pan out, um, and it's spoken about Denny Gordon, who is the director of a couple of episodes and directed Into the Dragon uh, for us. Um, I was really looking forward to seeing how she was going to approach it. And they were talking about having, you know, Danny's touch on it that could be quite different to to the other episodes and making it feel more like a horror, especially that opening scene. Um, Yeah. uh, Yeah. When I watched the episode, I was just in awe. Um, Not because I was in it, but just as a fan. And and the timing of everything that it had, it's, it's, quiet moments. It had its action moment. It had its, you know, it had everything in that episode. Um, so, yeah, I, I was, uh, I don't know anything Just getting back to your question. Uh, yeah. from, from,
0: uh, maybe, maybe that's a good thing that, <laughs> that they yeah. didn't reveal that to you up front. Um, yeah. But that, you know, going to that particular episode um, and building up to the scene, uh, there was this, it, it kind of felt inevitable and during a part of it, you suddenly realize, or I'm talking for me now, I suddenly realized, oh, oh yeah, yeah, they have to do that. Oh, I didn't, oh, and just all of these things that you kind of, you, you keep on thinking that it's going to work out and then you realize it's not. And then you realize why it can't work out. And you're just getting to that point of, oh, this is going to be really bad. Yeah. And I am, you know, I'm a white guy. Uh, I cannot speak uh, to an Asian experience because I don't have any. It's just, you know, my friends and uh, history. Uh, I am somebody who's Jewish. So uh, the, the persecution of, uh, of Jews, the Holocaust, I have that experience. So when I was watching the whole mob and what was happening and, you know, Jacob uh, finally being uh, strung up, that whole thing hit me very hard. I know, you know, on our Facebook group, hello, Facebook group, love you guys. Um, everybody was just uh, gutted, you know, watching it. And uh, I-, I was talking to um, to the cast members and the cast members were saying that there was, you know, just a, a lot of crying and on and it was heartbreaking for them to be there. What was it like for you?
1: Well, it is... The scene when you read it on on, on paper, it's, you know you okay, the mobs there, the lynchings happening, um, and I didn't know anything about the American, the Asian American history prior to this, and I did, did a bit of research, um, and even though this particular incident wasn't an exact, you know, it's it's not a docu series, um, but certainly this type of thing did happen um, in in L.A. Um, I think it was in 1871. I think 1877. There was the San Francisco massacre. I know. Mm-hmm. Um, so reading up on it, I was I was quite moved, to be quite honest, um, and shocked. Uh, and we keep speaking about how we shot this in 2019. Yeah, we finished season two in 2019. Yep. Hold. Yep. It's 2021, and yet we are still. Talking about it's 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 eerily in parallel to the anti-Asian sentiment that's going right, on right now. Um, and reading up on it was one thing, but when we actually shot the the scene, I can tell you it was. I mean, my process was: look, you you read on paper, okay, Jacob's going to be lynched, but when you're on set and all the extras. Uh, all the stunt guys are there um really amping up uh, the 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 scene and just the vibe on set it, you know you you really are transported back to that time and not even thinking that oh i'm acting now you know you I, I remember i'll never forget this is that the scene or the part where i was on my knees looking out crying for for help um i remember looking up and seeing all these men around me just shouting, you know, anti-Asian sentiment, uh, derogatory, derogatory terms. And you just go, wow, all these people, I mean, obviously we're on set and whatnot, but you just kind of transport your, yourself back to the, that time where all these people just want you dead. Mm-hmm. I can tell you now, not a lot of acting needs to be done there because if you put yourself there and everyone's shouting at you and have this fear, I mean, this anger... And hatred towards you, this one person, and they—they they just want you to be strung up like a like an animal. Um, it was terrifying. Um, but I had the 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 convenience and and uh, the how should I put it? Um, thank goodness they, they they shouted cut after that scene because you know I just thought to myself. People back then, they didn't have that, that obvious luxury. And um, yeah. I remember this one extra came up to me and he said, you know, well done, because I just felt bad screaming that at you and seeing your reaction to us. And he felt bad. Uh, so it was, it, it was a rewarding experience in a weird way. Um, I've never done something like that in, in my acting career before. Um, and I'm really thankful for that experience because, yeah, it it made me go to places that I've never been before. Um, so that was the good side of it. And I think a lot of people, you know, receive messages from from fans and viewers watching the show saying, you know, thank you for 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 doing that. It was a hard watch. Um, and I said, you know, it is a hard watch, but I think it's a necessary watch where people don't necessarily know the history um, involved with that um, and now that at least they know some things, some things like that did happen um, and for some odd reason I hope just helps us moving forward um, because we still have not moved forward you know, over 100 years ago, 150 years ago or something like that so yeah, um, I just hope we, we progress as a society
0: Uh, One would hope so, uh, given on what happened on January 6th uh, in the United States, uh, we see that we really haven't. And, you know,
1: Perry,
0: Perry just posted, you know, the video camera uh, shots of anti-Asian violence uh, in the States and an elderly person being, you know, pushed uh, from the bag by some asshole. Asshole. If you're watching this, fuck you. Seriously. Um,
1: and like, it's come horrifying. on! I know. I, I think it was Daniel, Daniel Wu, and Daniel Day Kim who was putting up. Who well, are putting up a twenty five thousand dollars reward to get that person? Mm-hmm. 19, what is he going to do to you? You know, I, I just I was horrified at at it. And twenty twenty one, it's just shocking. You
0: know, it's. Uh, We as a society, unfortunately, and that's the the, the hope is as we grow, right? You know, it's not the medieval times anymore. We have far more education we have far more experiences and we have all the technology. And you would think that the society progresses. And then you see that not really. We just have more ways of getting angry at each other and more ways of uh, acting violently towards each other. And it is extremely sad. Extremely sad. Um, in terms of kind of the, the anti-Asian sentiment, I know what's happening in the United States because unfortunately I see it. What's happening in South Africa? Have there been any any of that going on as well?
1: Yes, um, I, there is the anti-Asian sentiment, but I don't think in terms of the physical violence that we've witnessed in happening in the US. Um, funny enough, there was actually a post by one of our community members uh, saying that they experienced that anti-Asian sentiment. I mean, he was at the playground with these two kids. Mm-hmm. Somebody and, you know, shouted COVID, you know, um, mm-hmm. and, and, and drove off. So I don't know what else was said. Um, it could have been edited for, for broadcast reasons, but yeah. it's happening here for sure. I personally haven't experienced it, um, but I know of several uh Know, Asian people that have experienced that, um, and what do you do? What do you do? Um, I think you can only educate people to a certain extent, and after that, it's it's kind of a mindset that's ingrained from you, ingrained in you. Yeah. Um, and I, I think at the end of the day, I, think, I mean, look, we have racial problems in South Africa besides the anti-Asian sentiment, and I always kind of come back to. How do you get people's perception of they are not black, they are not Chinese, or whatever the case may be? It's trying to just get to know there are people. There are people like you and I who have families at home, who have kids that need to feed. Um, I I know it sounds like such a cliche, but at the end of the day, if you kind of distill it down to that, Mm -hmm. um, we're all human, we all bleed bread. So, you know, it's, it's crazy you're speaking about this in
0: 2021 uh for me kind of that that realization was uh, when i was uh, you know 14 i came from the former soviet union i went to the united states you know uh the realization of people are just people you know they have families they want their kids to do well they go to work they you know have fun with their children it really is the same thing there are different political structures there are different you know uh certain things that people do with that are different Uh, but for the most part, people are just people. There are good people. There are bad people. It doesn't matter, you know, where they are or what they look like. So, yeah. um, Less, less bit in that particular scene. And this is more just from, from my acting uh, curiosity of how many takes did that scene uh, take? I'm hoping it was just one.
1: Yeah, actually, I came I thought about it the other day thinking um, well, I'm, I'm so glad that we only did one take of it. Um, I mean, obviously, it was broken down yeah. the, of the wagon um, and then moving up until uh, just under the, the um, Sorry, i am just got something bugging <laughs> no me Um Yeah, so we only did one take of that. Uh, then we actually went in for close-ups, which is quite an interesting part because the close-up on the actual hanging, they put me on a platform, uh, yeah. and I was kneeling on the platform. had the the rope, which was quite it's taut, um, and I had total control over over uh, how much pressure I put on on myself on on my neck, and uh, that we did several takes because. I had the writers and director coming to me saying that was great, but can you try it this way? Can you try with the eyes open? Can you try with your your eyes closed? Um, And I think the pressure there—I mean, look—the pressure is there to actually to make the scene realistic. Because I found the challenge of Jacob is that Jacob wasn't in a lot of scenes. You you see him here and there, um, but I was actually trying to make people feel for Jacob. In a very short space of time, I mean, the little montage of Jacob in the beginning of the episode one was probably the most fun he's had in you know the whole of, of season one, perhaps. Um, so I think the challenge was to make people feel for Jacob as a human being and that they can relate to him and and, and feel for the situation he's in, taking care of his sick uh, mother, um, and so. That pressure was then transferred to that scene, the lynching scene, which well, I mean obviously you want to make the the most believable scene you can yeah. um, so I mean this was the close up uh, you' know, hiding behind anything in this close up so uh, I had total control over the pressure I put on on my neck, um, and I remember pushing so hard. Um, and then I was kind of passing out and I said, okay, wait, whoa, you actually have control over this and I'll actually give it a bit, give it a bit of slack. Yeah. Um, so that I had to do a few times because they wanted to try different um, reactions and, and whatnot. Um, and um, so yeah, we, we did that close up several times. But I remember afterwards I went back to my hotel and, and, and uh, my throat was, was quite sore and even the, the next day I, I couldn't couldn't talk. So I actually went to the doctor and said, yeah, Yo, you damaged your, your you know, your inner throat. So I was like, oh, okay, well, I hope it was worth it after what we went through. But um, it was a powerful scene. Um, and uh, yeah. I hope um, uh, i are moved by it and can take something away from it. And I think what's the beauty of the war is that it started out as this pulp action movie with not I wouldn't say not much substance, but it was just quite linear. And then it started evolving in terms of the backstory of the, the characters and then the his the, the historical aspect of everything and it gave it a lot more weight and it was it was powerful. Um I think nine I mean it was the penultimate episode and, and it kind of peaked there with a, mm-hmm. a yeah easier uh, a finale in episode 10 so it, it definitely did build up from season one all the way to yeah of, of uh, season two
0: yeah have you have you noticed that again you know all of us uh, obviously have been uh, have been trying to uh, to get season three and uh, and beyond but um have you mm-hmm. noticed that <laughs> it's our pleasure um yeah. Have you noticed that since it went onto HBO Max and now we, I think we're seeing signs that HBO is actually promoting it. So we're seeing more and more of that. Have you seen that there is a wider audience? Have you, you know, kind of uh, been able to trace, you know, I was getting this this much uh, feedback and now we're getting more. Have you seen that uh, progression?
1: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, I think Great. since HBO Max, it's being being on HBO Max it's definitely has given it a wider audience I mean Cinemax Mm -hmm. is great and but it didn't get to a lot of people and I see a lot of comments people saying you know I didn't know about the show until now and I just kind of stumbled onto it not more people know about the show because it's so great Mm -hmm. Um, and for sure I think the 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 plight of Warrior Season 3 hopefully is in, in, uh, in, in the fans' hands and that HBO, hopefully they're listening. And I mean, you, you've seen how Episode 10 ends in Season 2. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Open-ended, uh, unresolved <laughs> characters and in their, in their stories. So it has to be resolved. Um, a show like this, I mean, I was just talking to my wife the other day saying, there is no other show like this. People say a lot of the time, saying, it's like a Peaky Blinders. I'm like, Peaky Blinders. I can see where they're coming from, but this is there's nothing else that I've seen on on, on TV like this. Um, cool. and from the fans' reactions and, and the new fans and new viewers that have watched it are saying, Wow, well, we won season three. They never knew about the show, they just stumbled onto it and they're so glad they did. Well, they were told by a friend, hey, watch Warrior. It's, mm-hmm. it's um, so I, I hope the fanfare uh, helps HBO make up that decision really quick. Um, you know, as time goes by you feel wow, it's slipping away, it's slipping away and the sets have to be destroyed because they can only you know be if you held for a certain time and, and actors go on, on on their way. so yeah. I, I hope it happens. I mean season two there was quite a long period between season one and two yep. um, so you don't have that long. A, Break between season two and three, if there is a season
0: three. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, We're 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 all uh, you know hoping, praying, and doing what we can for that HBO. If you're watching, please, it's in your best interest because this is a topical show. This is a wonderful sure. show. You're gonna get more awards for it. You should do season three, four, five, and six, and then we'll talk after that. Um, in terms of. Uh, <laughs> In terms of uh, season three, obviously, you know, I know kind of uh, Jacob's uh, arc uh, is done. But uh, there are ways that uh, Jacob can come back in season three because, you know, Penny is, is not in great shape uh, where she's in right now. There is no reason why, you know, she can't be uh, uh, thinking that Jacob is around or having conversations with Jacob or, or apologizing that she never got a chance to do with uh, with Jacob so there is a way for for you to uh to come back in season three at least just based on this rudimentary thinking I'm sure the writers have much better ideas so I'm hoping that you know once it happens then they'll give you a chance to come back as well From your lips to JT Shannon and Justin's ears yeah I, I I am a writer and I'm here for anything that I can be of assistance with as it relates to this show From one-liners to writing to promotion, I'm here. Anyway, um, perfect. What, um, as a fan, because I know you're a fan of the show as well, as a fan, what would you like to see kind of uh, storylines for season three?
1: There are so many.
0: I know. (laughs) Like, which one do you focus on? That's
1: the issue, right? Yeah, so, you know, I think that's the power of the writing is that you look at the different characters and, Everyone's got their 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 unique uh, characters and their backstories and their motivations for for moving forward. I mean, you know, Perry's character, it's Father June going off. That's not the end of Father June for me, and I certainly don't think the fans want that to be the end. So no, you know, we briefly spoke about that Perry and I, and uh, I, I think it's. I mean, yeah, he's he's running off into the sunset, but he'll be back. Um, so there are so many. I think that, for me, stands out. I'm like, what? Father June's going where? No. Nah. For how long? And, and he'll be back. I mean, he came back to, to rescue yeah. young June. What a moment that was, you know, to see uh, Father June come back for for his son after all that friction that they went through. So um, I think, for me, that, that I'm like, that for me made me think a bit like what what what's happening here? Why is Father Drew going off? Where's he going? Is he yeah. gonna be better? So yeah, but so many. Yeah. Yeah, but it's see. It's, yeah, uh, I mean, yeah, Langy's character, I there's so many. There's just you can't settle on one because you're like, you yeah, you know, Perry's carriage, Father June, but then you go, oh no, but what, what about Penny? Penny's in the, the loony bin now, so it's, yep. it's going to happen with her. So I know.
0: And, you know, what's happening with Leary? Leary now is, uh, <clears throat> is going to be in politics. Did that, uh, you know, uh, hit uh, to the chest? Did that do any, any serious damage uh, to his heart? You know, can he not yeah. fight anymore? Like, there is you know, so many things that need to be explored uh uh sophie right the, the, yeah, it, yeah. I'll, I'll just shut up <laughs> but but you're right in that
1: this was all leading up and i think the writers had uh the the way forward to the exclusion act that we were heading towards that in 1852. Yeah. so it would have been interesting with leary coming to politics um uh, you know and, uh, and obviously Penny going into to, to the Looney Bin. and there are so many avenues that Warrior can find and, and interesting avenues. So I, for me, it's I think everyone's got their own own uh, uh, yeah. forward in how the characters
0: are, are evolving. Yep, and then uh, you know the one fun uh, kind of realization was from talking to Rich uh, Ting, uh, who plays Bolo in season one. Uh, that you know, we all wanted uh, Bolo to come back. So Derek Chen, hey Derek, you're awesome, uh, said, oh, "Listen, you know, why not have a twin? You know, Bolo has a twin, and then the twin returns." And I brought that up to uh, to uh, to Rich, and he's like, "You know what? There was actually discussion. JT has in his mind that Bolo has a twin, and the twin uh, comes back, and it's a you know, uh, I'm gonna stop now because I, I know probably more than I should say." So, uh, but uh, there's all sorts of cool things that are meant for seasons three and beyond. So HBO, please, you know, get, get the job done. Um, <clears throat> anyway, so um, last uh, but not least, um, because of uh, unfortunately not enough of an audience for, uh, for Warrior, but enough of great quality of work and uh, people getting nominated. Do you find that people got a chance to see more and more of you and that opened doors for you in other projects? Have you seen that yet?
1: No, I haven't. Um, I mean, this I think I'm hoping that it's because of COVID. I know they've been filming quite, well, a lot more than what we we have been mm. in Africa. Um, yeah. we, I'm, I'm, I mostly work on international productions. Yeah. Um, so on that front, there's been very little happening. Uh, I mean, obviously now with, with the new variant, the South African variant of, of uh, yeah. yeah <clears throat> and it's put a, 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 I think maybe productions that were gearing up to, to start filming uh, this year. I, I, I'm not even too sure what's, what's happening because I, I was already in talks with, with productions, international productions that we're going to shoot here and we're busy discussing that. But I know several of them have actually uh, delayed their, their, their starts. So yes. it's really anyone's guess as to when they will start filming. Um, so as of now, a direct impact on, from Warrior to, to what I uh, have been offered. It hasn't happened as such. And I'm hoping because it's because of COVID. Yes. So I mean, I think with everyone or any actor, you do as best as you can on the last project. And hopefully that will see you forward. To the next one. So, um, yeah, we, we just wait and see. I think there are more important things yeah. right now. Uh, I mean, I know there's a lot of, everyone, it's, it's an uncanny situation. We find all ourselves in the same situation, fighting the same uh, yeah. challenge. Um, but yeah, I think we'll wait and see in terms of what impact Warrior um, has on, on, on future projects for me. Um, but right now, I know it's all been put on hold. there has been, and I think it's been a delay. Obviously, with, with and then the, everyone is is just raring to go to shoot because I mean, we the world needs there needs, there needs to be new things formed and, and whatnot. Um, and I feel that this year, once hopefully the vaccine gets rolled out uh, extensively and uh, everywhere that that needs it, that the floodgates will be opened and you know the film and, and television industry are just going to be be flooded um so we just have to wait and see
0: i hope so in the meantime uh vancouver atlanta chicago you know those those are places where you can uh that are still shooting knock on wood and are doing well so talk to your agency what you can do to yeah, uh, no. can get-
1: I, just, I just spoke to who and who plays Chao on warrior mm-hmm. i just the other day, and he's, he's busy filming. I'm like, What? Yeah. Okay. I mean, he was talking about the, the, the COVID protocols that are pretty stringent. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he mentioned one thing the film industry is one industry that will find a solution to any problem. I mean, filmmaking yeah. is problem solving at the end of the day. Pretty. So, much. Yeah. pandemic, what? Um, yep. It's a matter of finding ways around uh, these challenges that we face. Uh, and, they, and they are filming.
0: Yeah, listen, Chow owes you uh, big time. So, you know, see if Hoon Lee can pull some strings and and get some work for you. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Hoon, if you're watching, you're always welcome on the show, by the way. I'd love to talk to you and uh, see what you can do for your friend. Um, Mm -hmm. Thanks, Ken. I I really appreciate you uh, you jumping on. I know some of this stuff is not easy to talk about, but uh, unfortunately we do have to bring it out um so thank you thank you thank you thank you i hope things uh uh, the floodgates as you mentioned i hope they open really soon because uh you're a great artist and we need more of your work
1: thank you very much i really appreciate that
0: my pleasure and thanks to everybody for tuning in to another episode of the love of acting we know you love warrior we know you love acting as much as i do so i appreciate you doing it with me thank you be safe everyone yeah, everyone be safe. Uh, again, things are getting better. The vaccines are on the way. We're doing, you know, in the U.S., we're doing, what, 1.3 million vaccine doses a day. But, you know, we still have a long way to go. So it's Super Bowl day in the United States. So no big parties. Uh, stay home or, uh, you know, a very small group of uh, friends, you know, that already had it. OK, <laughs> take care, everybody.